Welcome to The Ether. Today is Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of The Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, part two of the two-part space, Financial Instruments in Cosmos, B-Atom, Inc., Sienna, Len Plus, and more. Let's take a listen. But we got some, we have plenty of hands here. Uh, let's see here. Zeus? Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me up here. I was wanting to direct her, uh, you know, ask some questions a little more about Akash. Um, being a being a dev, I'm like madly bullish on Akash, um, just as like a utility to the outside world. Um, even like in as a day job, I'm working as a developer. I even was able to sort of pitch using Akash to like a fairly large enterprise company. So I'm like madly bullish on Akash, just as a utility to like you know huge companies outside of crypto even. And so. Of course, I, I picked up some Akash at like 121. Um, I sort of learned about it from listening to Sethi. Um, mainly, I'm invested in like the Terra landscape there. Um, but I sort of, you know, started peeking into Cosmos because it's like the, you know, everything inside Terra is using Cosmosm. And so I was like, all right, like, let me take a look here. And so I felt like Adam, you know, it has legs for sure, but... Like, what else is there? And then, you know, um, Steffi was talking about Akash. So I was like, all right, let me check out Akash. I decided to go in at, like, around 121. And obviously, it got a little boost and in, in such this past couple of weeks or so. Um, and I'm just single. I'm just staking it inside of Kepler. I know there's probably better strategies there. Um, I'm doing all sorts of things on the Terra side. So I've kind of got, like, all many, almost too many pots on the kettle, but, or whatever, you know, kettles on the stove or whatever the hell that, that saying is um so i'm just wanting to like what is the easiest sort of like kind of lock i want to just lock this akash for like the next two years what what strategy maximum strategy obviously you'll probably have to like touch and go maybe there's a better strategy along the way but right now what do you see like the as far as like lp or what, what is the best position to, to take with this akash well right now i mean 
personally, I have a bag that I stake and every day I usually go in and just collect my rewards. And then uh, what I've been doing recently is I've been sending it over to osmosis because there's actually for, I think another 19 days, they're, they're also offering external incentives on top of like just the Osmo rewards. So if you're, you know, bullish on a cost, it's a great way to farm uh, both tokens at the same time. So, you know, like if you're like right now, you're like, I just want to get a position. I want to spend whatever. We'll just, we'll just say random numbers like $10,000 and get it in a cost position. It would make no sense just to buy 10,000 of it and then just stake it all. Like I would buy 10,000 of it and add it to that pool because you're going to get two very good tokens, Akash and Osmo every day at 1730 UTC. It's like a paycheck every single day. And then you can just compound them both in and then you're going to have a nice position. And then like, if you're just like, you know what, I don't have time for this, you know, maybe after the, the externals um, end, take your, uh, take your cost position and just stake it and then take your, your Osmo position and just stake your Osmo position. And then you could just let, you know, just let it ride. So that's like a symmetrical LP over there in Osmo. Yeah, it's a 50, 50 and um, it's a good entry. Like I'm not, you know, no financial advice, but like, it's a, sure. it's a really good, yeah. It's a, to me, like if you're, you want to get in like right now, it's, it's really kind of like, to me, it's more towards the floor. I'm not saying it can't go down more than this, but right, right. But, but it's been but, battered. It's 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 a uh, yeah for sure. Oh yeah, it, it's been it's been battered. But like just staking it, the the yield's still like over thirty percent. I think. Oh, oh right, but I think it's it's on the floor. I mean, it's it's. I think it's found legs now. I I feel pretty good yeah. about it. And and they're making a lot of deals and partnerships with a with a yeah. lot. They're and they're yeah. growing. Their team is really good, and it, and it's actually a real company. Like it's an actual company. It's not just like, like some idea. No, discla- no, no. Uh, I'm not trying to like drop a bomb here, but I, I work for a fairly large like entertainment company, and I'm pitching using Akash to them as like a just like a server farm. So, like, you know, I'm I'm madly bullish about Akash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, I mean, it, it has so much utility because, like, yeah, how right. it's constructed now. If you if you build on like AWS and something happens, you have to run it by right. them. Right. Well, these if you're on have, a cost, you could just go in and do what you got to do. Right, right. And these these companies have massive, massive investiture in AWS architecture. Like, they're so tied hand and foot to AWS. It's not even funny. Like, basically, AWS just owns them. You yep. know what I mean? So this is a great way for the companies to break away, have like you know censorship resistant. There's so many cool aspects. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me up. You know, I'll, I'll take a look at that Osmo staking. Yeah, yeah, these spaces are great, and uh, you know, thank you guys so much for what you're doing to this, you know, for this community and everything. It's amazing. You know, yeah, that's re- that's that's definitely a reciprocal agreement. I appreciate everyone that stops by because I learn a lot of things from the community as well. I mean, because there's just so much going on and. I'm in this 12, 15 hours a day, minimum of six days a week, and mainly behind the scenes with different projects. And, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything, especially just, you know, just random updates. You know, I can, you can, we can only do so much. There's not enough time in the day to, to, to figure out everything. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely a reciprocal agreement. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys stopping by for that and saying that. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate you guys too. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. So, was it? I, I don't even say this wrong. Tokir? Yes. Hi, hi. Uh, you got the name correct. Nice. Um, just a quick thing. I, I, I mean, like I've been investing into Akash as well since a while now, and I know a lot of a lot of tech companies based here in Dubai. I'm, um, I mean, like that. I've had on and off conversations with. That's how I actually got a, got to know about the Akash network. 
But I just want to understand that uh, where does Akash and the render and Otoi collapse? Like, because uh, I think they are mostly into the same infrastructural Web3 uh, business where render is more of like um, into the GPU computing systems and Akash is somehow on basically uh, on the cloud systems. Uh, infrastructures and and other particular things related to that so do they actually collide or like i'm just mistaken so i'm not going to pretend to like the a cloud computing expert but i could tell you like osmosis for example is built on akash and the the way osmosis and how many updates and changes it's it would be literally impossible for them to use aws as their provider because there's just so many updates and different things that they need to get in. Sometimes something happens and someone has to go in and change something like immediately because there's billions, you know, there's billions of dollars in there. So you can't just like, Hey, you know, call, call, uh, you know, Amazon and say, look, we need to get in there and we need their permission. So there's different functionalities. I mean, as, as a, a builder, you know, if you're smaller, it would make no, to me, it makes no sense not to use a cost. Now, if you're some big, huge corporation, maybe, yeah, you want to still keep using AWS, but like the, the amount you can save, even if you're just a huge corporation, it could be millions and millions of dollars as opposed to using AWS. AWS will always be around. Uh, but I think a cost as like an investor point is is really good um, because it's it's a company. It's it's just like one of those, uh, you know, as a, as a tech investor, it's not like a sexy pick, you know, like, oh, man, this thing is going to go to the moon. But it's to me, it's like a it's a it's a I call them steady Eddie. It's like it's a steady Eddie investment. And I don't see a cost not you know not succeeding in the long run. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I think if you're investing in infrastructure and in, in future utility, I think a cost is a pretty pretty good investment. And right now, I mean, the tokenomics are pretty solid. The max supplies a little over three hundred and eighty million ever. Um, you know, and you need the Akash token to to you know to use it so it's like if you're building and you have something on there you need the cost token so i don't know if that answered your question about what you were saying about them i think you said colliding i think that's what you you said yeah, because uh i mean yeah it's exactly similar to what um render is doing and uh i mean if you if you guys know what 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 render is um uh render is one of those particular uh web3 infrastructural Companies which has one of the world's biggest uh, GPU computing um, technology with them, and they are investing heavily into it. So what they are doing into well, like Akash is like you know uh, where the distribution of Akash is more peer-to-peer marketplace for cloud computing. I kind of so, see I kind of see it more as a direct competitor to DigitalOcean or something, because there's going to be a certain amount of legality that's not going to like certain legal teams, like for example, in in the company I work for, they're not going to want to put certain things on this type of network it's just not going to fly right certain stakeholders aren't going to like this kind of approach they're going to they're not going to feel they're just going to be resistant to this so i think what's going to end up happening is maybe like developer resources such as like testing and and all of this sort of like staging dev environments can all be offloaded to the system to save a certain chunk of money and then production environments may remain in aws or you know even I, there's so many like you're saying gpu farming how are they they you know they're competing or whatever there's mad competition in this in this environment, and I think it's good. You know, just like we have uh, Azure and AWS, there's competition in that space as well. I think like it's healthy to have competition. You know, 
I don't I don't see that as being like something that's going to crush Akash or something like that. You know? Oh, definitely, definitely not. I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna crush Akash at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just trying to understand. Um, like I know that Akash is not into the GPU computing. However, they are into the cloud computing business. So I just wanted to understand where they collide, and yeah, of course, because uh, you see, in 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 the space that we are in, uh, we always see that one or the other opportunity keeps coming. Now, how much of your capital are you going to deploy, right? So, and when we talk about even staking or anything like any of the rewards and revenues that we create out of it, we still are not fully sufficient to grab every single opportunity. So you want to place yourself in the competitive market and edge above so we have we are also trying to at the same time because uh, we were in discussions with akash we were in discussions with render because we are trying to set up certain ip systems across india for our um content creation and our content creators distribution uh, across seven states so uh, we have been in discussion with both the companies and trying to understand that which one is more viable. So now you get the reason of my question. And the, was, your, your was, current infra is now is on AWS now, or it's not built out yet? No, no, not built out yet because okay. uh, it's it's that's that's where the confusion is that how we are going to start. And like I'm not the CTO, I'm not anything. We are just um, into content creation and esports business, where the esports business in India has been booming since a couple of years. We have been successfully managing around 900 plus content creators, and we plan to actually uh, evolve more and more out of the region. So that's where we had few, our CTO had few of the discussions with. Unique Ventures, uh, who are one of the uh, initial seed investors for Akash and sit on the board of Akash. Um, and there were a few other who were sitting in the render. So we just were trying to look into where to place ourselves. So we are, we are still looking for devs. We are still looking for people who can help us in that. Anybody among you more than happy to discuss. Please uh, send so, me a DM if you like. Yeah. For sure, I'll do it now. I think your DM is closed. Oh, uh, send me, a, just you follow will... me and I'll follow you back. I have followed you. I have followed you. Um, interestingly enough, I feel one of the reasons why I'm really feeling, you know, bullish on Akash is because before this point in in our industry, there was no way, to, nowhere to turn. You basically had three main players, and one of them, as a major enterprise, was not even really a player. Like DigitalOcean is not really like, I mean, it's there, but it's not like Azure. It's not like I guess Google is kind of there as well, you know, with the, their whole environment. But um, it really there was nowhere decentralized to turn for this kind of, um, you know, the amount of, of uh, load that the system can take is, is, is you know, it's, it's really promising. It's, it's really promising. The future is promising for it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's great things, man. It's so exciting. To have, uh, as this, this, it's like a revolutionary future that we're all creating at the same time. I'm really madly bullish on just the future. I heard somebody talking about how they're investing in somebody's brain. I, I basically feel the same way about these projects. Essentially, get to know the devs, read the paper, read the documentation. Don't do something foolish and just ape into something because you're trying to get a thousand percent APY. Try to think about yourself like, is this something I believe in? And then, if it is, when it goes down and it hits the floor, if in you, you know, maybe you got the entry wrong or whatever, you'll still feel better about yourself because you've invested in something you believe in, and you'll have this belief that long term it's going to be a good investment. Rather than trying to hold some kind of, you know, something just speculating the market and trying to jump in and 
um, you can really get wrecked. So it's a good idea to take passive leverage on, on you know, staking something that you believe in slowly and kind of just, you know, don't risk your capital, be extra risky with your, you know, maybe leverage your yields and take your yields that you're getting and just use them as cannon fodder to like, if you're feeling like you need to ape into something, take your yield and ape into something, you know, feel good about it, but take your principle and be very calm, reserved. And when you're feeling safe, you can make better decisions. So anyway. No, that's a good point. And then also you have to realize uh, people out there that all the turmoil in real, real world actually can affect your positions in crypto. You know, it's just a lot of nonsense that's going on in the world. So I, I wouldn't always be so risk adverse. You know, like I said to myself, I start to funnel some of my, my money, my crypto back into like Luna, because I think that's just a solid investment to me. That's like, my version of bitcoin you know if someone wants to just keep adding to bitcoin or whatever whatever you want to do whatever just just go with what your 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 heart says and your your um your study so just if you're if you do the research just go with your gut you know you're like hey i want to i want to stake i want to get to whatever ten thousand akashas then get to it and then reevaluate after that or your whatever i want to get to ten thousand osmos or one thousand osmos or a hundred osmos just hit your goals and then reevaluate don't second guess yourself and um yeah just stick with your guns i mean it, it really works out you don't want to have that uh regret where you you know you're like hey man i said to myself i'm going to do this and then you didn't do it well do it and if it doesn't work out, at least you know you you did the research and you thought you were right. That's and and just learn from your mistakes and and go from there. And what's so great about like osmosis is there's so many opportunities with all these tokens, and it's it's really a good spot. And I believe if you want to take a gamble and you're already been in crypto for a while, I would never expose yourself more than a few percent points on like a new token that you don't really know all about it. If you're like, you know what? I think this is a good idea. It seems pretty cool. Maybe take 1% of your overall portfolio and, and take a gander. Don't just go nuts though. I mean, cause then you're going to be mad at yourself if, you know, Osmo goes to $25 or, or Adam goes to a hundred or Luna's at 300 and you're like, I should have just kept, I should have just stayed there. You know, don't, don't go too nuts. That's, that's what I would advise you. Yeah, yeah, no, like I think from the like traditional trade fi approach or like even forex, right? Like you you have this like very very strict risk risk profile, right? So I think learning about risk profile and how, like if you you know risk one percent, you can lose a hundred times before you lose your portfolio. And there's like a chart you can look at how many times you lose at X percent, how many times you have to gain at X percent to get back to zero. And it's like it's really important. I mean, if you're just speculating on price, you're essentially gambling one hundred percent. So um some people are really good at that i mean so also reflect on your your own talents you know and right. yeah right yes and then like we were this conversation really was about lending and borrowing so you know if you're borrowing i stick to the role of what successful people do in real life and warren buffett and those guys they've live on leverage they all do and it's it's usually anywhere from like 20 to 30 percent max they don't go over that like a lot of these um lending protocols may allow you to lend up to 80 percent well i think unless you're willing to lose all that then i would not do that i would stick to 20 to 30 percent and then that's it and then you should be fine because i mean you the, the market especially if you're putting a, a solid token for lever for your collateral i mean it's 
you should be pretty fine because that's a lot of wiggle room. But if you're putting in 80% and then something happens, something stupid happens, you know, like a war or just some stupid un- unforeseen event, then the market tanks and then you lose everything and then you're going to be pissed. So always keep, I always say this, I'm actually in a tax account and, and then technically in real life, I'm an actual financial advisor. And I always tell clients, so like I've, you know, since COVID happened, a lot of people got wrecked in real life, like their businesses and all kind of stuff. And I feel terrible, especially if they're in the restaurant industry. But you should always have money for a rainy day. Like no matter what, like you never know, like you might literally go outside your house and get in a car wreck or something. Like you need to have money for just for, I, I call it like an oh shit fund, you know, have money set aside. Don't, you know, if you're worth whatever, some people I deal, deal with, they're worth, you know, say 5 million a year, but they're spending 4.9 million a year. So really they're, they're, they're worth a hundred thousand dollars. And then something happens and they have all these expenses and then they're bitching and whining and complaining about how they're wrecked and life isn't fair. And, you know, they blame the presidents and like, they, you know, they got all these excuses. It's like, dude, man, if you would just live like a normal life and fit in and stop showing off like a jerk, you could be chilling right now. But, you know, the last I do their taxes, the last 10 years, you made one and a half million every year for the last 10 years. Well, dude, like you can technically live your life like a normal human being, probably the rest of your life just off a million dollars, depending on where you live at. But, um, yeah, it's like you just need to be smart with your money be and, and not make stupid decisions and not care and never, ever, ever compare yourself with another person, whether that's your neighbor, a family member, um, you know, someone in crypto compare yourself to yourself, you know, like, don't be like, well, this person, you know, they're they're doing this and they got these nice vehicles and cars and all this other stuff. That's, that's not, that's not the way to go. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to bring you any joy anyways, by blowing all your money on stupid shit. You know, I'm not saying you can't spend money, but you know, what are you getting out of it by blowing all your money? To me, you should be trying to save up a nest egg. So like, if you want to just chill and never have to work the rest of your life, to me, that's my goal. Like, I just want to be able to, one day say, look, I'm chilling. Like I like golfing. I just want to golf every day the rest of my life and live my life like that. To me, that's something I would want to do. I wouldn't want to be like, Hey, look, my neighbor just got this brand new, um, you know, Porsche. Like let's, let's get another, let's, let's compete against them. Like to me, that's stupid. Yeah. I think another important part to just like reflect on really quick is I think most of us have like a full-time job. <laughs> so like, even though, I mean, some of y'all are just like giant, you know, whales beyond comparison to myself, but the, the point is that, you know, don't go full degen and just like forget about everything. You should still be working on your career, have a solid, like something that you're doing. Sefi's still, I think a doctor I'm, I'm doing dev work. You said you're a financial advisor, like build yourself up outside as well just like you you know don't risk profile everything into crypto either i mean you also the position sizes a good thing to think about is you you can only you can't exceed your risk profile so if you're at what one percent for some risky thing like don't go and put ten percent because somebody else went and put ten thousand and you have one thousand that doesn't you can't exceed your risk profile so be very strict with yourself and you won't get wrecked it is i think the, the takeaway yeah yeah, man, that's that's good advice. I, I always preach that. Like the last couple of shows, it really hasn't been about financial, I don't want to say financial advice, but just to me, it's common sense. Like a lot of the things that we're saying is common sense, but a lot of people don't have any, um, I don't want to say willpower or whatever. They get caught up into, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. And I see it in real life all the time, man. Like I can't tell you how many people that are just so unhappy that have so much money they're just like literally unhappy human beings and i feel i feel bad for them it's like man i just i don't understand it but 
everyone goes through whatever they're going through. But if you kept money for a rainy day and you're just kind of chilling, like to me, it's less stress. It even goes with like crypto. So like I got into some of these projects early and I legit don't ever look at prices anymore. Like that's when you know that you're chilling is when you literally don't give a damn what the market's doing because you got in early, you did your research and now you're kind of chilling. The only time I look at prices is I just will try to, uh, you know, present some content for people like, look, this is a decent entry. But personally, on a personal level, I don't really give a damn because I got in early, I did my research. And um, but yeah, it's just it's just wise to to keep rent money for a rainy day. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe maybe something happens with your family and you kind of want to help them out. That, that might be a, an unforeseen expense. You know, you want to have money for stuff like that. But uh, let me see if I get it right again. Tokir. Yes. Um... Uh, like you know it completely a lot of things uh, that we look into as like you know our two cents of uh, understanding is that we are still in a way a way 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 early stage where we are yet to explore and see that how because retail still doesn't have, hold the power one of the biggest problems that we see on a lot of uh, protocols projects like you know when we talk about DAOs and this and that like where there are madness and insane amount of APYs but Overall, the tokens are slipping too fast. You know, um, it doesn't kind of make sense at certain points. Like I was heavily invested into uh, Starter at one point where I was like, um, like, you know, my main aim was, okay, fine, I'm getting the APY, but at the same time, I'm going to get to participate into certain IDOs and ICOs. But like, you know, it has it has tanked like 80% being such a good protocol with usage because there is always the emission side of it. There is always certain things that we don't understand. Um, until and unless, um, in my understanding, um, the actual use case scenario doesn't come. Like, to be honest, I'll tell you where the whole narrative came from. Like, since last one and a half month, I have been like in every single conference that took place in this part of the world. So everybody from the whole blockchain side, from Charles Hoskin to, I think Vitalik was here also for a day, to CZ, everyone was here in Dubai doing conferences and meetups. Now, um, understanding from a lot of, meeting a lot of people even at the highest level, the problem is that the whole crypto world or the understanding, except the certain people who have the knowledge of the outside world, um, they're living in a small bubble where I believe and I and I and I firmly believe that ninety five percent of them are not going to exist in coming five years, because of the understanding of the real outside world. There is no utility to certain projects. It doesn't make sense. The developers are raising millions of dollars on the projects who are not able to deliver because you can say great things about a project that hey look uh, this project this is going to do this this is going to do this this is going to do that and you might be able to even build a project but. When it eventually comes down to the process of scaling and actually like deploying the projects, they fail to deliver. They fail in a major, major way. Um, why? Because, uh, again, the concept is that our focus is mainly um, driven towards the token sales, is mainly driven towards raising those funds and having those guilds on board and et cetera, et cetera. So... When uh, one of the reasons why if the stock market tanks 2% crypto with the, all the power with the VCs and all the power with all the funds, it would be tanked 20%. Now, 
um, the, we, we have to be extremely cautious in this particular space that um, considering that where utility comes in play. And before we actually talk about any protocols of what yields and what benefits they give, uh, more of understanding that, hey, look, um, this is what the project does and this is how the retail and the utility holds power to it. That's where the lowest, lowest traction, lowest effect comes on those protocols. Now, for a, for a, for a layman's understanding that uh, people who don't understand this, that a particular VC will dump every single token to save their positions and other big things because a VC is always involved into multiple things. They have to maintain that high level of returns and et cetera for, the, for their uh, investors. They dump the tokens, they move away. And we also have a VC, like our own venture capital fund here. Um, we just recently started, but we have had like 50, 60 other people coming with great concepts and ideas. But towards the end, when we look at it, that, okay, what are you going to do when this particular problem comes like the other protocols have had? We tried to deploy six projects on Polygon, which was the biggest mistake we ever made. Uh, none of them able to scale, had to shift to BSC. Two of them were able to scale still four are still lagging behind now um understanding that's why like you know we started looking more and more into the fundamental projects like render like akash like all the other uh, projects who are who have a specific backing of um some real use case scenario uh, where they have a certain networking effect um another problem being that all of the layer ones, they are they are pretending to be layer twos. All of the layer twos, they're pretending to be layer ones. Where layer ones, every only single responsibility is to act as that show car or a model concept car, bring in the funds through DeFi. And layer two's job is to scale, right? Help Ethereum, help Ethereum, help Ethereum and make money out of it. Now, this has become problem that layer ones act as layer twos and layer twos are acting as layer ones. Nobody's considering the idea of instant finality, throughput, they are not considering the latency, they are not considering um, uh, like, you know, predictable gas fee, how you are actually going to bring in uh, the real world case scenario, how you're going to deploy your project there, and that's going to solve anything. So, yeah, but you can, like, you know, I have been, I have been staking into multiple projects, um, a lot of good projects, uh, but again, the problem comes that, okay, where do I get where do I get to recover the slipped particular uh, payments from? It's it's good for people who deployed way early, who bought way early, and you know have that advantage over the others. But when we look at the majority of the retail, like when they come into the project, they're already under the process of like okay, still trying to make the basic margin that they have invested, or they have an amount of tokens that they have staked. So I think there needs a higher higher level of education on that side more than actually looking into what tokens to buy and what to, what not to buy. So just so you know, yeah. Greg's, Greg's here. I mean, Mikhail, I know you've had your hand up forever. And uh, I was just going to say, Greg's just stopped by with Akash. And I know you had a really good question that if you want to reiterate your question, and, and I'm sure Greg can answer you uh, with what you were asking beforehand. Hey, guys. Super cool to be here. Sorry, my voice is a little off. Uh, I'm going, coming down. From a call, but uh, happy to answer any questions. Yeah, Tokyo, did you have that question? What was the yes? Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Uh, Greg, a quick question. Basically, we are trying to. I, I was in. I was in discussion with I think Martin uh, from your company. Recently met him in Dubai, 
um, and also Unique Ventures. We were into a um, couple of meetings with some of you guys. We are trying to set up an IP across uh, India for certain content creation and create, particularly protecting the contents, uh, content creators' content. And it's mainly based on the esports. We have been doing it with, we have basically been doing exclusive content management with Tencent, Quantum, Crafton, across all Southeast Asia, MENA, and Turkey. So I just want to understand that um, what are the, um, is there any sort of support that we can look forward to or how can we um, utilize Akash Network to ensure that that's done more efficiently? Uh, so I understand your question. You're setting up a content distribution network where the yes. creators are your own. Actually an IP, yes. Uh, what's an IP? Um, like so, where you can say you can say like content content distribution network. Okay. Uh, IP means intellectual property. Yes. Got it. So it's creator owned uh, IP network. Yes, sir. Got it. Awesome. So there are two components to it. There is a storage component and there is a delivery component, right? So content storage, uh, where you know you have several options. Ideally, you want to look at, depending on you know, what the attributes are, if you want permanent content storage, uh, obviously RV is a great thing. You want cheaper content storage, SIA is a great uh, network. Um, and Filecoin and others have different properties, but these two are like, I would say, uh, number one in terms of what they offer. Um, and then you have to deliver the content. So that means uh, you, know, you need processing and middleware. That's really where Akash comes into play, right? The good thing about Akash is it removes the need for a middleman to host and deliver the content. Uh, and you can extend the key that stores the content all the way down to the delivery network as well, because Akash being a non-custodial product. So, uh, and so it's sort of like, you know, and uh, another thing with IBC and all the great stuff is, you can actually use a very uh, frictionless payment uh, rails, right? Like you can essentially, uh, you know, uh, say you have something in RV, we can, you know, using, uh, I believe RV is integrated now into Solana. So you can use a wormhole or some of these bridges to actually, you know, pay using, let's say, Terra USD, get some RV tokens and use Terra USD to pay for AKT as well. So you can make the entire experience fully non-custodial, fully frictionless, and deliver like a, a CDN network. Uh, for, in terms of efficiency, Akash has about 30 uh, providers now, and that's quickly ramping up, right? We're uh, going to see, yeah, you know, I, I think I expect at least 100 providers uh, within this year and at least 300 providers by next year. So it's growing, and that means the content network is going to get a lot more efficient, right, uh, as, we get, uh, as we get scale. So yeah, so and 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 third thing, happy to help you design the architecture, provide you financial resources and guidance and office hours and all that good stuff as well. If you DM me, I'll you know happy to follow up with you there. Oh, that that'll be absolutely amazing. Uh, we'll be more than happy to do that. I'll just I just followed you. I'm just gonna send you a hi quickly in your DM, and um, I will put. I mean, like it's better if we set up an e meet. I will exactly tell you what all we require and i'll put the cto as well on um the particular call and then we can see how and what we can do but thank great. you so much man i i really appreciate cosmos for actually having me on the space to actually be able to speak to you directly thank you so much that's awesome it's all about the community in cosmos
So yeah, man, that's you. the that's the power of Cosmos, man. Like Greg, so uh, he he just made me buy more of Kosh. I'm going to be buying more just because he stopped by. He's under the weather. Everyone's always busy on Sunday, especially people in crypto, or they just that's the, <laughs> that's their first day that they're actually relaxing with their family. So I mean, I just the, that's just yeah. the power of IBC. One of the many reasons yeah. I love IBC. Like, when do you get? You know, I always say like CEOs. When can you get a CEO just like on the on the phone instantly? And, and IBC, it happens all the time. It's it's just amazing. Luckily, actually, luckily, I'm, I'm based in Middle East. I'm actually from India, but we have uh, like Ramadan here. Ramadan is like the fasting month that we have. And we have been mainly, um, we usually sleep early, like it's pretty late for us. But like today, luckily, I was in the space and I saw Sefi here. And I thought like, okay, I'll join the space later. So I luckily happened to be here. But yeah, it was it was it was great, 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 and lucky being here. So I'll connect with you, Greg, and I'll tell you exactly what we have and what exactly we can do together to make it happen. But for sure, it's it's pretty interesting. Thank okay. you, Greg. Thanks. If the other guy that had that other question, that it was a really good question. I don't know if anyone remembers exactly what because it was a while ago. If he if you guys have that question or if you're still listening and you want to raise your hand to come back on, but yeah, he he was a builder too, and he was talking about uh, essentially showing a cost to a, a big company that he's involved with. I forget what his question was now. I've just been at it a long time. Was it was it Zeus? Was it you, Zeus? I can't remember who it was. But anyway, came up. I think it was somebody who came up a minute ago, and they were asking something about like as far as competition went. There was some sort of competition that they they were asking about, uh, and then. Them and it was right. Yeah, that was what. Like, Greg, if you can touch on um, the difference between your service and render, and also uh, the, I guess, in in general, talk about what you see the growth rate in like cloud computing, and and also if you can mention anything about like how osmosis is only possible through your service. Because I tell people that all the time that they can't osmosis wouldn't be allowed to exist if it was on like AWS. Yep. So did did anybody get a chance to look at the recent Masari report on Akash? Unfortunately I haven't. I need to. Though. I'm actually just open to, to read it. Like literally just I was said before this whole space, I was actually gonna read it. <laughs> it's a pretty good like uh, summary of Akash and the competitive landscape. Highly recommend folks reading it. They've come up with the most accurate like competitive landscape more than anyone else right a lot of people compare us to Gollum. a lot of people compare us to like definity which is kind of far stretch but uh masari really you know akash if you you know have to place uh you know in, in the ecosystem it's cloud right it's not a smart contracts platform it's literally cloud resources um, you know, it's a network for for buying and selling cloud resources or cloud grade resources. That means you can buy and sell CPU, memory, hard disk, soon bandwidth, and GPUs, and 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 so on and so forth, right? And Akash, the evolution Akash is taking is just start off with compute first, and then move to services. Because today, if you go to Amazon or Google's, you know, you have your basic compute, which is great, but the real value comes in this extra value added services. Or, or, or premium services like managed databases, like caches and whatnot. And the cash is on that evolutionary path where what we did in an open market for compute, we're going to extend that kind of model to managed services. So cash is very like cloud optimized. It's a cloud, it's a Web3 cloud. And Can then you, you have, sorry, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. I have some questions too. I'd love you to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the trajectory Akash is on is like, well, so number one, achieve match capabilities wise to what cloud can offer. So we can go comfortably talking to an enterprise customer and be like, hey, you're using service X, or you can have the same service on Akash for a significantly lower cost or better efficiency or better productivity or whatever feature Akash offers, right? So, and then create a large enough network, hopefully achieve the network effects so you can start creating additional things um, that are not possible in the cloud, right? I'll, I'll touch that topic. So now look at what other networks are there today uh, that offer something like a fish. So let's start with uh, with Web3 itself, right? The first thing uh, comes to mind is Anchor. So Anchor is good friends of ours. They, um, they offer, they kind of started off uh, you know, it's a small contract platform, but then I think they pivoted to a cloud platform and they, they settled on an RPC platform. So Anchor is really good for hosting RPC nodes. So it's a higher level service uh, than Akash that only does RPC nodes. So they found their niche and that's what they're sticking right? Because it's very hard to build a generic cloud platform. It's easier to go higher up and build high, you know, uh, specialized services like RPC services, like Pocket Network, which does RPC as well. Um, and then you have Render, which does uh, 3D rendering. Only 3D rendering. You can't just host like a website on Render, right? It's not a generic platform. It's hyper-specialized. And you have other cloud platforms, like maybe NewCypher that you don't hear much about. NewCypher is a key value uh, pair management system, like a, like a uh, 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 encryption uh, as a service system, right? So you have all these higher level services that can actually use a card for raw level compute. Some of them actually use now RV, I think, is hosting their gateways on a cache and SIA network and all that. And but some of them actually go directly to the consumer, right? So and then you have well, so other generic services in in uh, generic cloud computing services uh, could be. I heard there's another uh, product called Kudos. Uh, I recently learned about them, uh, and they're trying to actually like. Uh, build a generic service. Their model is they have a lot of miners, so they're now building a blockchain. Uh, I, I believe in Cosmos. So we'll see how that's going. Another service that comes, you know, that a lot of people in the Akash community know because of the fund they create is called Flux. Right? So Flux is taking a model where they incentivized a lot of their, uh, you know, node providers. So they have quite a bit of nodes, uh, and by standardizing exactly by standardizing the configuration. So they don't have too much diversity. You get like three types of different boxes, and they use. Um, but they're they're but they're is, is even though it's a generic platform, that means you can host a website or whatnot. It's permission, right? You need a permission from their DAO for your image to be approved. So you can't just say you built an application over the weekend. You just want to you know deploy that like you would typically deploy the cloud. You can't do that on Flux. They had to approve your images as somebody sitting there and hitting approval uh, uh, button. So it's not permissionless, right? So Akash, that puts Akash as the only permissionless non-custodial cloud. Now, what are the type of applications that immediately see benefit out of it? First is obviously decentralized applications, where you have decentralized frontends, decentralized middleware, right? So something like something like Osmosis, where you have your, you know, your your smart contract or your your uh, backend layer, which is essentially the, the the decentralized layer on Cosmos, and you have a bunch of validators, and they all validate. That's great. When it comes to frontend and middleware, you still need RPC server to talk to your to talk to your frontend. 
that part runs on Akash. And soon they're going to be having their middleware in the front end run on Akash. Why? Because they don't want to have the same fate as Uniswap. In the sense, Uniswap Labs, which is a centralized entity, hosts uniswap.org. The regulators went to Uniswap and be like, hey, doesn't really matter if you're decentralized or not, your front end is still hosted by a company. So you got to go censor you know, things uh, and you got to comply. And on top of that, the Uniswap.org is also controlled by you know, a single person, right? So our, our company, right? So there's this like heavy centralization risk on Uniswap. So Osmosis being the second biggest uh, token by market cap in, in terms of DeFi taxes, chose a different path because they want to do better than Uniswap. And they chose Akash because they want to decentralize the entire thing. So Akash, Akash plays along with other L1s and other L2s in extended the, the decentralization all the way to the last mile. So we call it the last mile decentralization. That's what Akash offers, right? So, and extend that to Rango Exchange and, and a whole lot of other, other uh, you know, uh, services that use computer degree, uh, different degree. Now we look, look at NFTs or gaming, right? So gaming inherently um, is funny enough because I, you know, a good friend of mine is a, is, is a founder of uh, Twitch. Uh, his name is Kevin Lin. He launched a game, Dust Breakers, right? So, and they're like, they're using heavy AWS, right? Because of course, Twitch is owned by AWS and a lot of the team used to work for AWS. But now they're switching to Akash and they're realizing that because, you know, no matter how much decentralization you are on the back end, if you're not decentralized through and through, you're not really a decentralized project, right? Ideally, you want to be able to run the game um, on a server that the user controls, not a company controls, right? So slowly you're starting to see, and other great benefits of decentralization is cost. Akash costs about 90% or 80% cheaper, uh, you know, depending on the day. So decentralization is not only great for user control and user ownership, but also if you extend the model, it can be phenomenal for cost and, and experience and a whole lot of things. And, and that's really where we, how we look at the landscape. And that's why full decentralization through and through and, and companies like Flux that have a permission model uh, is not going to be the, 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 the answer to, the, uh, to this problem. Hopefully that covered the landscape. Oh, yeah, you covered the landscape, all right. You just gave <laughs> yeah, us a crash yeah, course. That was amazing, yeah. honestly. Kudos. Sorry, Greg, are you saying that uh, you can, uh, we can scale particular, let's say tomorrow if we are coming up with a project which is play-to-earn model, we can scale it up using Akash in a better perspective? I mean, like, in a better manner? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, absolutely. I don't see why not. Right? So Okay. We we actually have... I was I was right before you joined the space we were talking about. We had... We had also a small fund base in Dubai. Um, we tried to actually deploy a few of the games that we had a bit heavily invested into uh, uh, initially on the Polygon, which was, uh, sorry for my French, the biggest clusterfuck. Um, then we had tried to do it on BSC, but we are not able to do it. Now, two of them are able to because they are like pretty small projects, but we have a lot of play-to-earn models that we have been working with actively to um, actually deploy in the main market. So that that opens up another very interesting conversation with you guys so okay and and have you guys done any games at the same time like which has been able to render on your particular chain yeah some uh, so some some of the games like uh, strange clan i believe is using um, akash for doing uh, 
uh, the 3D rendering at uh, real Unreal Unreal Engine. So you can use the cloud for doing the heavy processing and render using a browser using Unreal Engine. So I think that runs on a cache. Uh, now we, we'll have GPUs very, very soon, another four months or so. With GPUs, you can take a lot more heavy load. So we're going to go aggressively in the gaming once we have uh, GPUs enabled. Because until GPUs come, it's Akash works, but not as great as you know the other cloud uh, systems. And uh, yeah, but happy to like put it, like love to talk. And also love to identify, like a lot of times scaling is not about just changing services, right? It's about like, understanding your bottlenecks, understanding how you can remove those bottlenecks in the entire stack, right? So that's where our team can help quite a bit in, in like scaling, you know, individual pieces and identifying bottlenecks and removing those bottlenecks. I have more of a question about the, the, the ecosystem itself. Like how do you participate as essentially my understanding after reading the documentation was you come, you can basically be like a lender of your server bandwidth essentially or you can be a purchaser of that bandwidth as on the other side as a bidder. Is, is that more or less correct? Correct. So you can either be uh, three, I mean, actually different types of like players in the Akash ecosystem. One is obviously the tenant who uses the compute and the provider who provides the compute. A tenant pays for it, provider earns, so that's how the fundamental value exchange happens. And then you have validate and secure the blockchain. And then you have auditors who go and audit uh, the servers. Right, and so as, they're like four different type of uh, people. As a provider, you also earn network fees, right? Sort of a share, an inflationary share of a cost. Is that correct? You, as a provider, you earn uh, hosting fees. You don't earn the inflationary uh, rewards. The inflationary rewards are currently one hundred percent going to blockchain, so that's in the security budget. But we're actually going to introduce a new mechanism where the providers will also get some of the inflationary tokens, so you can pro you can be a lot cheaper. So fortunately, we're in this. So uh, to, to go back into you know, incentive design or, or token design, uh, we, when Akash did the economics in 2019, um, you know, we, start, we were the first one to actually like, before DeFi came along, right? Before, you know, we were the first one to actually put like a, a mechanism that incentivizes behavior. So because Akash is a layer one by itself, say, you know, it's an app chain, uh, we, didn't, we have to, bootstrap security, right? And the way you bootstrap security is by incentivizing staking, because staking gives value and security to the network. And the way you incentivize is through using inflation rewards, right? So we were, we, I wrote a paper on like, how do you like use inflation to design behavior? And that's what staking is. Now we can extend that model to incentivize other behaviors, like providers coming on board and whatnot. Initially, we thought we're going to have tough time bringing on providers, but turns out it's the opposite. The providers are super simple because it turns out there's just enormous amount of compute out there, a lot more than we anticipated, right? Just so we didn't have to incentivize providers because for them, it's like use it or lose it, right? Like you have a server sitting at home and your data center, if you don't use it, you're going to, you know, there's no point. You're not making money. It's just going to get old and like that. And, and like, uh, you know, so anyway, so the incentives are, uh, but if you want really further, like maybe you want to incentivize, I don't know, edge computers, for example, right? Edge is like, we want data centers near cell towers. So if you have a game, if you're, you know, if you're on a mobile, and if you want a really good hyper experience, you want to connect to a data center near a cell tower, and the app should like automatically do that for you. When you want to incentivize behavior, we're going to, uh, you know, uh, we're going to introduce a new incentive mechanism for providers. 
But yeah, so, uh, inflation rewards can be used for incentivizing a lot of things. So just for everybody to understand, basically the cash token is used as the sort of dynamic, that's how you pay for everything inside of the system, right? Correct. So beyond that, have you, have you all considered some sort of staked uh, version, like, you know, Terra's doing all of this and everyone's sort of doing these auto accrual staked version or by staking and locking, you, you know, get an extra percentage of network fees or some sort of something to that effect. Have, have you considered this sort of structure we, for, for? We do have staking in Akash. You can actually stake your tokens. But get, as, like, as far reward. as like locking or, or triple staking, triple locking, like, uh, for example, Beethoven X on Phantom is doing this sort of thing where you LP and then you basically stake the LP and then you're, rewar you're, you're rewarded with an additional token that you can then further stake. Mm -hmm. And now there's going to be a locking on top of that. And if you lock for that long, you start to earn times X based on the, the length that you're locked um, of the Correct. actual protocol fees. And there's a very interesting, they did a, uh, like a, a study on their users on sentiments behind locking. Uh, it's very, very interesting. It's, it's like an yeah. hour long. It's on SoundCloud. Um, for anybody that's interested, it, it's very interesting. You should check it out. Beethoven X. I'm not trying to shill some other network, but they're doing some very interesting uh, psychological studies and, and sentiment is everything you know behind the market if it's basically if when you look at a chart just for all the traders here what you're looking at is market sentiment right you know sure. when the when something dumps people don't want to you know they don't want it anymore when it finally finds the floor people want it again nobody wants to sell it so it's really just market sentiment so you know the market sentiment my my sentiment on akash is madly bullish so <laughs> Thank you so much for what you're doing. I think it's, it's, it's revolutionary. I'm also um, trying to basically shill it to my, the company that I, I'm, I'm a full stack dev, actually, you know, full time. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to shill it to my company. And it's, it's a large company. So please DM me if you want. I'm talking I'm active talks with my manager to try and somehow offload some of our dev or staging environments or something to, to, to your network. So please, please DM me if, if you'd like. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do. Uh... So in terms of like staking, uh, so what you're describing is liquid staking in the sense like if you stake your tokens, you get some, uh, you know, you get like another staking tokens and that you can take and and put that somewhere else. Right? So we are we are actually working on liquid staking. Uh, Cosmos uh, latest version, I believe, uh, uh, is has introduced some form of liquid staking. It's still unstable, but we will incorporate that when the Cosmos SDK is ready. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, we have something called super fluid staking that will be enabled very soon for Akash on Osmosis. So you can actually get, uh, you can earn double rewards, you know, from staking as well as your liquidity provisioning. And we also have lending uh, on, on Kava, right? That you can get pretty good APR, I believe, uh, for your uh, AKT. So there are other like additional incentives that are actually uh, encouraging people to lock up. Now, when it comes to time-based locking that you described, where you, where you lock for like, you know, a certain amount of time, uh, like a month uh, or a year, you get additional uh, incentives. I wrote that paper in 2019. If you look at the Akash Economics paper, I, I introduced uh, a time-based uh, yeah, incentive structure, right? So I think that that instance, that was actually adopted in Osmosis now. Uh, where you have, it's brilliant. Like, it's brilliant. This whole concept is so brilliant. How it, how it plays to the feeling of safeness and locking and, and the anti, it's sort of like an anxiety, anti-anxiety, it's almost like taking anti-anxiety medicine, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's very interesting, it has a calming effect on people. It's, uh, it's so amazing, uh, the studies like connecting market, market sentiment and the, the part about Akash that really makes me excited is like, here's something that I can pitch to in a regular company. They, maybe they yeah. don't even care about Web3, they don't care about blockchain, they just, they're stuck in this 2D world 
where they just see, okay, this is a this is a percentage off of what I have to pay AWS, right? For, exactly. So, right. so can we talk right? to? Yeah. I have some questions about level of participation. So, some of us might be wondering, okay, I'm a dev, right? Maybe I have some sort of box that I've rigged up. I have some sort of compute power. I can participate. How how can I participate in the system? You can yeah. go to the documentation, right? You can download the the Kash Network desktop application, right? And you can sort of participate. So that's sort of your portal of participation. Is that right? Yeah, there's several ways, right? I mean, there, if you go to documentation, there's like, you can do it all yourself. There are tools like HandyMiner that you can just install and that does everything for you. There's several ways to, uh, to participate. Only thing you got to remember is, depending on your type of machine, your chances of getting scheduled vary, right? That means if you have a data center grid machine with low latency uh, bandwidth, with you know, high performance like bitrate, or high performance disks and all that stuff, you get application scheduled. Uh, but if you are having a home computer uh, that may not have all the bells and whistles you know, tenants need, you may not get scheduled. So it really depends on your, your computer. Now, Akash Network eventually, uh, the goal is to grow the tenant side uh, to a point where we can be a lot more flexible uh, for the type of applications that could be scheduled. So that's where like, the, a lot of the work we're doing right now is user experience. Uh, building a, uh, a you know ba basically building a, a a UI on top and working with our friends here Akash Lyrics and whatnot uh, to extend that experience to a point where we can be appealing in an enter enterprise uh, uh, environment where people don't really care about uh, using like decentralization because you know for them it's like convenience right like hey if you over Uber you don't really think about the fact that Uber is on a <laughs> is on App Store and running uh, running and 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 uh, you know, it's connected to the internet, right? Like you don't think about the fact, but you just use it because it has a benefit. So like, and that's where we're going, right? And people shouldn't care, or I think people shouldn't care as much as they do right now about the decentralization uh, beneath the system, but really read the benefits. Uh, and, you know, yeah, and you know it's, it's only going to get better. Uh, right. I mean, and, like when you put, when yeah. you put gas inside your car, you know, people don't think about all of the, everything that goes on there, right? Correct. It's just like if you went to yeah, two gas stations and one cost a dollar and one cost 30 cents, which one are you going to choose? It's, it's like a model. Exactly. Right. It's, it's like a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's fun times. Yeah. So, McAllister, I don't know if this is a cost related, but I know you had your hand up so long ago and I feel bad. But uh, do you have anything to add? You just even still. Hey, can you hear me okay? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, how you guys doing? Um. Yeah, basically, I, I think we already went off the topic, but um, basically, what I was what I was referring to was the on the research piece of you know looking for projects, investing in the projects. I think you know right here with Greg, we just have um, we just became students, you know, a, a right away. One, you know, we we'll start listening to him. But my, my what I want to talk about was the you know in crypto, everything changed quickly. And, you know, we hear, we see a YouTube video and we say, oh, that's a good token. We just go, we just ape into it. And, um, you know, for me, one of the, one of the things that we need to be very careful and, and be very aware is about learning, you know, what the token does or what the company is trying to build. Like, for example, right here, we have a cash solving a real issue, a real problem that like um, Seals is saying, you know, I can go and pitch this to my company. You know, these are the tokens that move most of the time. They they move slower because there are real people building like real a real product that's maybe down the road, maybe three five years from now. That's the only thing we're gonna talk about. But today they are actually getting their hands dirty and building a real product. 
And usually in, in crypto, like is the case, you know, people put a, you know, a white paper out, people ape into it, and then the team behind it, they don't even know, you know, they cannot deliver like, like you guys talked earlier. And one of, you know, and I love Sonny. Um, I love him. I love Duke Wong from Luna. They're bright minds. But at the same time, like, we kind of fall in love with just one developer or one, you know, one face of, of a product. Because if we look at Ethereum, you know, what happened with Andre, um, Andre Cornier, um, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, his last name. But, you know, he's a bright mind. He built FYI. Um, he built, you know, Phantom and he just quit basically like a month ago and all his products went to not, not to zero, but they had like a 60% decline because everybody was betting on his mind. Everybody was betting, oh, if Andre's on board, I'm just going to ape in because, you know, Andre's great. And I mean, he's amazing. He's the, 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 the father of DeFi basically in the Ethereum side. Um, so when we ape into, into somebody, you know, again, I love Sonny. I love Duke Wong. I love, I love all these guys, but who is behind them? Who is the team behind it? Can, can the, the product execute, you know, without them? And I think that's the main point, the main point. And of course, we don't, we don't know that just by looking at Twitter, but, you know, a little bit of research before you put your money into it, you know, are they following the roadmap? Is there how, you know, how big is the, the develop, how, how much build is happening behind the scenes in terms of developer and developer action? Those are the metrics that, you know, I think is that are more important for me, especially long term. Like I take a cash, I take helium. Um, I, those products are actually building real life stuff. Like helium is a great example. I know that's Ethereum is out of the picture in this conversation. But I mean, great product for real life use um, use case. So that was that was my point. Don't just bet on a founder or a person because they are humans, too. They get tired. They get frustrated. They have family. They decide to quit out of nowhere, and then the product go to shit, basically. Um, but again, bet on teams, and and I think you know what, like Greg said here, you know, great things right here. You know, you know, I've been a big fan of Akash from a long time, and you know, this just CEO, you know, conviction, and you know, made me look further into the team and follow them more closely. I feel more attached now to the project than just betting on the product itself. No, yeah, that's for sure, and then. When I invest, you know, that's just a small, I don't know if you want to call it portfolio of my decision making is I do see the team and people out there investing, you should be a little wary if there's a lot of shilling of any particular product, especially if it's new. You know, you don't hear a lot of the IBC tokens. I mean, in Cosmos in general, the guys are building. They're not, they're not out there shilling the whole time. You know, they're out there building. So that's, that's a key difference between what I've noticed as an investor from the Cosmo related projects is they're building. And yeah, I mean, the community may show it, but they're not literally paying people to, to show like a lot of Ethereum is there was just a lot of money probably spent on marketing. And, and like you said, uh, you, you can't just solely base your decision off of, of, a, of an investor. I mean, you look at Cardano, it's one of the biggest market caps and everyone only was investing in it just because of Charles, you know, it does help as a, as a marketer, I guess, to have someone behind the scenes that can be that, that figure. But personally, as I want people that aren't on the, on uh, YouTube and showing all the time, I want them building. And if they have time to stop by to educate, great, you know? Um, but yeah, as like a caution, as an investor in general for long-term opportunities, I look for tokens that, or solely solving a problem 
or adding value to, you know, to, to what I'm looking for. And Akash definitely offers that. I always say it's like not a sexy pick as an investor, but I've been investing in technology my whole life. And, and I invest in technologies that solve problems, whether it's going to be a short-term uh, ROI or long-term. Technology is never going anywhere. anywhere. And my great uncle was a really successful human being. And he's older. I think he's in his 70s now. And he always told me like two things to invest in is technology and energy. And he's, he said that since I was a little kid, I'm 36 years old now. So, you know, he was, he was, he was saying this when back, you know, technology wasn't as prevalent as it is now and it's, this keeps improving. And yeah, I mean, Greg kind of stole my thunder. I, I think I did mention this on shows before, but like we were talking before Greg stopped by Interfluid staking and it'll be a module for tokens within IBC to enable where essentially you can double dip so to speak and secure their network and still earn yield and i'm really looking forward to that and people out there maybe that just tuned in uh, a really good solid pool is the akash and osmo pool i think it's another 19 more days but there's also external incentives on top of the osmo so it's like a really good pool and greg just mentioned that i don't know the eta maybe he can give me a better answer on that but you know when they're going to be able to enable that when with everything and then yeah you'll you'll be able to do what you can do with the osmo token along with the with the cost token so that's going to be really cool too yeah very well said right i mean three things i look at i look at projects is team technology and traction right like team is great uh team is very very important uh because a lot of things happen it really comes down to how the team handles it and Ideally, yes, uh, you do have like these key men, right? Like in projects uh, that have cult like following, but ideally you want to be able to de risk the key man risk because they only last for so long. Uh, my goal, especially with Akash, is to hopefully disappear, you know, in a, in a while that I don't have to be out there evangelizing. It's going to be a lot more uh, evangelizers, uh, and it's getting there, right? We have, and the way we get there is to have the network effects, have people benefit out of using Akash, and they become the users become evangelists, and that's the ultimate goal, right? Uh, when it comes to technology, look at tech, like look at GitHub's. Like I don't, you know, uh, it's, it's, when I look at a project, I look at a GitHub, and it, it, the GitHub tells me a lot. Uh, look at the pulse, look at the action, look at the commits, look at. I mean, you can't really, you know, fake those things, you know. Um, so like technology is super, super important. Like looking underneath the hood is very, very important. And you have the resources. You don't have to go ask anybody. And, uh, you know, if a blockchain project is closed source, that's a dead project for me, right? And it has to be open source. So that means you have the tools. And from a traction standpoint, very, you know, you need projects to have downloads and you need projects to be able to communicate those, uh, uh, those metrics, and I'm super excited and super glad for someone like Akash Lyrics and to come up with those dashboards and when we, when, we, when we didn't have, but also like having the external perspective and measuring attraction, right? You can't really manipulate this, because you can't lie because everything is else in the open, right? So I believe personally, man, I'm biased, but I believe in projects that are radically transparent and honest uh, with with the strengths as well as their their weaknesses, right? And I, you know, one thing I'm I absolutely, you know. Uh, commit to doing is like, I'll always tell you where we need to improve, right? Like when you came and this gentleman here wanted me to go to enterprise, I'm like, we're not enterprise yet. We're not enterprise ready yet. I know what an enterprise readiness looks like, right? Now I was, I designed the cloud infrastructure at Kaiser in, uh, and I took AWS to Kaiser in 2009, 
So I know what enterprise uh, you know, readiness looks like. And Akash is not there yet. Uh, it will in a few years, but not there yet. Right? But our priorities is to get the product absolutely right. We have traction, we have usage, but it's not anywhere close to the vision that we have in terms of what a product looks like, right? So I think having that honest conversation and inviting folks into the conversation to participate and folks like Akashlytics is like doing an amazing job with improving user experience. I myself use the product a lot. Like recently we had a little issue with Akash website and I was trying to debug that. And I use Akashlytics to debug and that just told me a lot I need to know about the product because those are the kinds of products we fall in love with. So it's like having that honest conversations opens up the community to come help you I think that uh, is the uh, the key essence for for a project to succeed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I appreciate you stopping by. I mean, we technically we just kind of tidbit into the cost thing, and I've actually it's funny because it, the universe works in a mysterious way. I recently was going to try to get something together where I can have, you know, someone from your team or someone just stop by to talk about Akash because I, I do these shows every Sunday at 16 UTC. And then as you could tell, it's already been over three hours. Uh, I really enjoy it. And a lot of times just randomly throughout the conversations, because a lot of the times we're, we're speaking about financial information or strategies and whatever. And Akash comes up like literally every conversation at one point or another. It's just like we talk about like technologies and actually like, a legitimate company and not just like an idea. And I always mention like Akash to people. I'm like, it might not look sexy, but it's just it's to me, it's just like a solid bet. I, I try to tell people I look at tokens that I firmly believe that'll be a long, a, around in a long, long time from now. And, and that's, you know, it's you guys. So I'm glad you stopped by and shared some information and the huge crash course for anyone that got to listen in, you know, even if you weren't asking questions, if you're just listening as a podcast, I mean, that was some good, good info right there. And I'm looking forward to the continuous growth of a caution ibc and just everything i mean it's awesome and like you were saying about kava i started using it two days ago whatever day that they started allowing you to send over like osmo and everything is the first day that i went over i don't even know any days anymore but yeah it's a good product you can um you can lend out akash and adam and the rewards are really good and you can borrow against it and yeah it's a it's a good um financial tool as well Yes, yeah, awesome. Um, hey, I got to jump. My girlfriend is super mad that I'm actually yeah. not doing what I'm supposed to do to, to, <laughs> to come here today. I'm actually going to meet some of our team members uh, for, for a little brunch. But uh, this was great conversations. Thank you for pinging me. And also, like, I'm very accessible on Twitter. As you, as you guessed, you pinged me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm available. I'm, I'm jumping. I love these conversations. I don't do conversations more than planned ones uh, because planned ones tend to get very mechanical, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh but hey wake me up in the middle of the night and ask me about akash i can answer you any question but uh thank you for inviting me and had a great opportunity and and yeah. uh, i'm looking forward to uh, being in more of these i appreciate you stopping by i know everyone here does as well so it's just a, it's amazing it's a it's a sentiment of how empowering ibc is and why one of many reasons i completely love it and i'm just so bullish on it so i appreciate you stopping by on sunday and you know enjoy your family time and Appreciate that. Take care. Uh, you too. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, man. That's just, like I said, it's just one of the the many reasons that I completely love IBC. Just like stuff like that. It's just so powerful. I don't know any other chains out there that can just randomly 
I, and, I, and this is the first time I've ever actually pinned someone during the uh, during the call, during the space, so to speak. But we randomly, even on the weekends, we just randomly get developers and you know the, the faces of that project basically to stop by and just share wealth of information on you know they're volunteering these guys are so busy i know like me for an example you know the 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 common threshold from my understanding in crypto is at least about a a minimum of 12 hours a day but mainly mostly the minimum floor is about 15 hours a day see these guys that are doing 15 hours a day and then you know we're all busy we all have families and then on the weekends they stop by and just like take time out it's like it's it's really empowering that's why my shows in particular, I kind of schedule like some teams to stop by, uh, just so like we kind of have an idea of stopping by. But you just never know like who's going to stop by. And there was like a lot of, and that's a you know that's a sentiment of the of the community too. You guys ask some really good questions, and I figured, hey, might as well just ask him. And then he stops by. It's just that's really cool. And I appreciate everyone else stopping by, and uh, and we'll we'll wrap it up soon. I don't know if anyone else wanted to add anything. Feel free. I mean, I got some time still to to talk or you know ask any questions if anyone uh, wants to ask anything you can dm me on twitter and i can ask the questions or answer the questions or whatever you guys have but yeah it's it's been awesome it's been it's been a really good show yeah it was a good one lots of good stuff cover a lot of different topics yeah man a lot of people came through it's always fun time yeah it's just good man i gotta keep telling everyone just so early just just do your research and we're here to help. I'm here to help as much as possible. That's like my goal is to, you know, get people, help them out. And then also if we can start getting people from other chains outside of IBC to just use the product. And, and that's another thing too, is like an investor. It's not just an idea anymore. So you get to actually use the product. Like one of the things about me when I first got into osmosis is, you know, I came in from using like, different DEXs and applications. And it was just like, I thought that was like a normal experience. And then I used osmosis for the first time. And then I was like, what the hell have I been doing with my life? Like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And yeah, there's going to be bumps in a row. Like, like Greg was just saying, I mean, they're not there yet for what they want to do, but that's honest. And and like, when they say they're going to get there, they're going to get there. Like they're determined. These dudes are, you know, these young men and women are, are working around the clock every single day, devoting their time to, to make a product that is groundbreaking, it's revolutionary. So when when someone says something like that, like I just believe them. Like I just know that they're going to get there. So you know, you invest. And and what I was saying earlier, for anyone that's like maybe newer to the show, uh, I, I kind of tell stories about like how like IBC has like changed my life and. I always used to get on my parents' shit about stuff. So like we grew up relatively poor and we didn't really have a pot to piss in so to speak but my dad busted his ass he worked his whole life and um you know he was very conservative with like investing and stuff like that and i always told him even as a kid like you know invest in tech i was in high school i'm like invest in tech like get into tech and um you know he never really did i mean he did well and he he's you know probably when he goes to retire soon he's going to be able to chill and not have to worry about stuff but Imagine like if you had some money to play around with back in like the nineties and you're like, let me just take a gander on this Microsoft or this Apple or, and then when Google and you know, like you, you could have literally made generational wealth, especially if you had a decent amount of money to put in. So I always kind of got on their shit about that. 
And then when like crypto came out and especially IBC, like I said to myself, like, look, I got an okay job. I have enough to pay all my bills. And um, if I lost all this, it would suck, but I can just work the rest of my life like everyone else does and, and uh, you know, retire when I'm in my 60s, like everyone else does for the most part and be okay with that. Or I can put my money where my mouth is at and invest in like these future technologies and, and like people think outside of crypto, like they think of crypto as just like a currency, I think, but they don't realize that it's like everything. It's like, it's like if you buy an Apple stock, well, you sell it, it takes a week to get the money. Then you get mugged with all these different fees, but now it's like you can invest in a cost and you get their currency and it's liquid, like literally any moment you want. And you can trade it and do so many things with it. And, you know, the use cases for just like, if you want to just use that as a currency or like endless, but then like as an, a tech, you know, on a technological side, it's, you, it's, it has utility in a use case. So like me, it's like, man, I'm going for it, you know, like I'm okay with it. And then I diversify, like I said, you got to be smart. You can't be stupid. Yeah, uh, I I personally don't have any leverage positions. Like I don't use Anchor. I'm not saying I won't do it. And I know that today's call, conversation was more about lending and borrowing and stuff like that. I will get into it, but I'm not like a greedy person. Like I've done pretty well, but I also know like, hey, I'm in a pretty good spot right now that I should probably have like some positions and have like maybe a twenty percent um, leverage spot on some stuff. And maybe when when osmosis has that, I will take out like some collateral positions on some of my lps because i'm in like quite a few and i consider some of the the pools as like a i always call it the um the holy grail and i've actually have some pretty cool cool art about it but like osmo adam osmo luna osmo ust uh i could say i I used to have osmo juno in that but i kind of reconsidered it with like the turbulence that's going on and the uncertainty with like the future props, I think Juno will be around. I just want to see before I'm like, yeah, I think you guys should get in that pool and, and just not worry about it. I personally, am, I got out of that pool. Um, not to say that I think Juno's like going to zero or anything like that. It's just that I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like messing around right now. Cause that used to be my biggest pool position was, was Osmo Juno just because of the APRs were just insane. You got Osmo every day, you got, juno every day there are highly inflationary tokens and they're actually rising in price it's literally like you're 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 breaking the laws of physics so to speak but yeah like my default now is like all right i'm gonna just keep stacking some some luna and um yeah i mean i'm always kind of like not i don't want to say biased but i don't really get on the bitcoin train but i'll probably eventually start getting into some some bitcoin just for just like a savings account Maybe throw it on a ledger and just forget about it and not even worry about yielding 5% or whatever. Just kind of just my oh shit fun. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my strategies. And they've been working. Like Dexmos is really good. And, you know, like I said earlier, you, you want to do your homework on these these tokens that are coming out. And not just necessarily yield farm for high APRs, but look at their like use cases. Does it make sense? Do you think it has a future? Uh, who's who's the who's the founders of it? You know, what's their tokenomics? Does it make sense? Do you you know if if it's kind of check off your list, then I would for sure uh, get a little bit of a position, at least a, you know maybe one or two percent of your portfolio, and yield you know yield farm. Grab those external incentives and either compound them or you know 
swap them to whatever token you want and, and stake those or add to that particular pool. Like right now, I've just been basically grinding uh, the Osmo Juna or Osmo Luna pool. And, you know, sometimes like Greg just stopped by. I haven't used my rewards yet because of we on the show, but I'll probably, honestly, he inspired me to buy some Akash and, and uh, probably delegate it to Akash Analytics because, you know, they do good things for, you know, for that, for this system. And when it comes to delegations, I don't ever shill delegator, uh, validators, but I do prefer to delegate to those that are actually either building IBC up or they, you know, inherently add value. And obviously they add value to Akash. So like that would be me, like I'm going to, you know, delegate to them. Uh, that's kind of how my thing is too, because I get that question so often. It's like, who should I delegate to? Or someone comes in that's new from the ecosystem, they'll come into Osmosis chat. They're like, hey, what? What validator should I validate with? And I never, I'm never going to tell them an answer, but I give them solutions. And I'm like, yeah, I would prefer uh, to to delegate with you know people that are bringing value. Now they don't need to be building, you know, like us for example. I'll show us for an example. We're, we we have a validator on Comdex, and we're going to have one on. Well, we did have one on Evmos, but it got delayed. You know, I think in a way that we kind of bring value to the ecosystem. So like me, you know, as an outsider, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll throw them a little bit. Like Crypto Cedo, he brings value. He has validators. Maybe Stake Cedo because they, you know, maybe we're not building per se, but you know, it takes time and effort to to get everyone together and and take our time out of our days to to help add value as well. So it's like, you know, that's that's a the mechanism behind it too. And we obviously love what we're doing. I mean, I love it, man. I, I get so giddy. Like, look at me right now. I I don't even have time, and it's already going on. Um, you know, multiple hours of being, doing the show, and I appreciate like everyone tuning in and listening. And you know, it's that's what it's about. So, anyone else, any last questions or concerns, or want to say anything before we wrap this up? Thanks, Tricky, for stopping and helping me out, man. I think it's the first show where we didn't have uh, Jimmy stop by and, and and kind of troll us a little bit. All right, we got Mayor. What's up, Mayor? Hey, Haas. Great, great space. Um, I just wanted to chime in before before we close out that, you know, just looking at the big picture, what Akash is doing, like when he inspired me to like, I I just, when he said decentralized from end to end, like, I think seeing the big picture of like, whatever project you're running or anything like that, to be fully in sovereign. And so no one else can flip the switch and shut you down. Like, uh, to me, that's just so powerful. I mean, I think Akash is just a sleeping giant. We, we've said that a couple times before, but to be completely decentralized from end to end, it's it's just, yeah, he's there. They see the big picture. They understand the just how powerful that is to be self-sovereign, if you know. And it's like, I remember, um, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, there was uh, a competitor to Twitter that uh, a lot of, people were jumping over to and uh aws just shut them down like they they just shut down their their services and it's literally the guy went bankrupt because he couldn't do it he couldn't find any cloud computing space to to be able to get his website and his app up and running so it's it's just amazing what akasha is doing i i really hope and pray that they can scale to where they can get enterprise ready like he was saying yeah, it seems just like more on the computational power side of it. And, you know, it's, it, I mean, I, as a, I used to build PCs 
you know, when COVID happened, it was like impossible to buy parts to build a PC. Like I was going to build my wife a custom one. Like I make really cool ass, uh, um, computers. Like I just build them for the hell of it. And I, I like made my own, I got lucky. I got all my parts before COVID happened. So I built like a really badass. It looks cool as shit too. And it's just my custom PC. And I wanted to do that for my wife as well, but it was literally, I didn't have time to sit there and like there's, um, those third party entities and try to get like a, you know, a GPU. So I just kind of gave up and I ended up just buying one off of like a, one of those, like it was like RPG customs or something like they just like do it. They do it for you. And it was just like, yeah. And it's just like, you, you see that just with computational power with vehicles and the shortages, it's all about the chips and everything. So if they get the, yeah, if they get to that spot, I think they will. And yeah, that's going to be, big stuff i'm really looking forward yeah. to that and and they're, they're like they are like they're like the unsung heroes of ivc and a lot of the people behind the scenes that are like running relayers and building a network they they are as well but akash clearly is because you know greg mentioned about the differential uh aspect of uniswap compared to um osmosis that literally in theory like it's really not a decentralized dex on uniswap like there's too many central points that they can just go in and just basically do whatever they want and that's kind of scary especially when there's billions of dollars in their network and you know osmosis is like you know a billion and 1.8 billion locked up in there so you can't just like you know it's really good to have end-to-end basically encryption and, and no central point of attack so yeah, I, I agree. And, and for anyone in this space that, you know, doesn't understand the basics of what Akash does, I know that he was getting real technical. Or technical. It's, it's cloud computing, but on a decentralized platform like AWS, Amazon Web Services, they're just running giant server farms and they're any company, you know, whether it is whether Liberty Insurance, you know, they can borrow computing power from or they can purchase computing power from AWS. but on a decentralized level, um, you what Akash is doing is they're, they're, you can get on the Akash network and lease your computing power to them, and that's how they distribute the the computing power. I mean, that's I think that's just like basic general, you know, first level understanding of what Akash is trying to pull off. You know, I just I wanted to like bring some attention to you know me being in the U.S. You know, just to put a target on myself <laughs> um it's very, it was very difficult to acquire some akash um so just wanted to share with everybody like a, an easy route in or if you were looking to acquire some akash um right now okx you can get adam as you know as a i don't know um as a any customer you can go there without kyc and withdraw up to 10 btc um jay the ceo is a cool guy uh, i'm not trying to shill okx but it's a, it's a good platform, very fast withdrawals and stuff. I'm loving it right now. They also have bots on Atom. Um, if, you get in, if you're into balancers and DCA bots and such, they have some cool bots there. I've been playing around there. But you can get your Atom, send it to, to, os, to Osmosis, and swap it there for some, some Akash. That's the easiest way. So um, that or, you know, you might be able to get something like Atom. Anywhere you can purchase Atom, that's pretty, pretty much the easiest way into the ecosystem. Wouldn't you say uh, Cosmos Tricky? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Adam is the easiest way from centralized exchanges. And in, in, in uh, Osmosis, for anyone out there, was the first token in crypto history to bl- blast through the top 100 without technically being on a centralized exchange. I mean, they are on some smaller ones, but the rule of thumb with um, Osmosis and Ju- even Juno is that they will not pay for any listing fees. And I can tell you right now with, with 100% fact, 
that I work with osmosis. And I can't tell you how many times since I've been involved where we had people from um, centralized exchanges, you know, communicate to us. And we always stuck with what we said from day one is you can purchase our token just like anyone else. And then whatever you do with it is whatever you do with it. So what that technically means is like, say I was like, you know, worth a hundred million dollars and I'm, I have an exchange and I'm like, you know what? I want to get this Osmo token. Well, what I would have to do is just buy it on, buy it on, um, we don't even do over the counter. So you would just literally buy it right on osmosis zone and then whatever you do with it is what you do with it. So you can list it and stuff like that. We've been asked so many times for listing fees and, uh, you know, like a loan. We, we don't do it. So we're the first, that's how powerful IBC and it is, is that, you know, Osmosis is a top 50 token. It just started on June 19th. And without being on Coinbase's or, you know, Crypto.com and all these ones that, you know, they basically want you to pay for their service. And they stuck with their guns and it worked. I remember throughout when Osmosis was like sub $2 and every single new person that came into like the Telegram chat, they're like, when Binance, when Binance, you know, it was like the thing, like it's that, that mentality is so 2017 that you don't need, and we're the first decks to ever do this, that like you literally don't need a centralized exchange to, for your token to be something special. I mean, Juno literally went, started on Osmosis and um, you know, they got to where they are just from being on osmosis. It's not like Juno was on like Coinbase and all these centralized exchanges. No, like they, they found it through IBC and through osmosis. And that's why I stick pat to osmosis. Isn't going to like compete with decentralized DEXs. Like they already got that down. It's going to be, they're going to be competing for, for market share with, with huge centralized exchanges. And, um, yeah, you can like for the atom token, it's it's liquid everywhere. Same thing with Luna. You can get the Luna token on, on any exchange. Now Secret's even more prevalent too. Like you think you just said OKC, and I think they're on there now. They're on uh, Kraken. So like even Secret's going to be more liquid. And yeah, you do need it. It's not like I I'm opposed to the tokens being on centralized exchanges. It's just that they're technically not needed. It, it, like IBC is so interoperable that. Every token does not need to be on a centralized exchange. I mean, especially the big guys. Like, why would you spend all that money for fees when you could just literally start up an LBP and find out your price point on osmosis? And then just, uh, it's just a good look too. Like, you're going to gain, you're going to gain, I don't want to say guerrilla marketing, but you're going to gain traction just by showing the community and ibc like look we, we don't care about being on coinbase like we just want to be on osmosis and then maybe you know get on other dexes throughout the ibc because to me that's the future um is just more i mean yeah well, you, you you know you do need the you need you do need centralized exchanges for now but even a lot of these um exchanges are starting to be able to onboard ust uh you know so i could see in the future where you can onboard UST and off and, and and unload it too, right on osmosis. I mean, yeah, you'd have to do KYC. There's no way around that. You can elect to do it. Like, so if you wanted to have that functionality, you're like, look, I don't want to deal with Coinbase or any of these centralized exchanges. I'll just use I'll just use osmosis as my centralized exchange. I'm sure in the future you'll be able to do that. And if you want to just keep using osmosis as is and not KYC, you could do that too. Interestingly enough, that OKX I was talking about. 
<laughs> I hate to sound like I'm shilling them, but I'm really not. Um, you can just deposit USD Terra. Yeah, so I mean, like that's really prevalent. Like we were talking earlier about Secret Network, and uh, you can't—I don't think you can do it as an American, but you can onboard uh, just directly with your debit card fiat right into um, Secret Network. Um, you know, America's kind of behind the ball on it. They all want their—they all want their uh, their little side money. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah. But to, to add fresh powder, though, what I've been loving is if you go through Transact, so if you're an anchor and then you click on buy UST, if you go to Transact, they have this special deal with Transact, I guess, where you get zero fees. And often on, on the exchange, you end up getting more UST than you pay for. And then so it's not by a lot, but you'll, you'll buy like you can buy 1500 at, at a time. And sometimes you'll end up with like 1501. So it's just <laughs> every time I do it, I'm like, nice. It just feels great, you know. And so then uh, it works solid. Get it in like three minutes and then boom, you're in UST. And so from there, you can, you know, do whatever. That's personally my favorite inroad for fresh powder at the moment. So, yeah, you know. I just I've been honestly, I, I'm not trying to show myself. I, I've just been in crypto so long now. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even put fiat into. Uh, I don't when even you put said fiat that you don't even look at the prices anymore, I was laughing so hard. Man. I really don't. I mean, oh, the only man. time I do is just for like the community. I'm like, hey, so man. much respect, man. So much respect. Really. Thank I, you I, all but, for, for doing what you're doing. So much respect. Yeah, man, I love it, man. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Peter, what's up, Peter? Yeah, so I know they were talking about uh, getting Akash. Uh, so what I found to be pretty easy, I mean, I'm I'm heavy into Luna, but if you go if you go on to uh, Kato.money, um, it is KYC, but it avoids exchanges. You can literally drop, uh, use your debit card. I am in the U.S. I think the only places in the U.S. that don't allow you to do it is maybe New York. I could I could be wrong. But Cato.money, and you can, after some, I mean, I think you have to start out with like $500 a day. Um, and you can send, you can send any amount of UST to your Terra Station address for $2 flat fee. Um, and then the more days, consecutive days or, or total days that you ramp $500, it bumps you up to $1,500. Oh, that's um, what I was saying on the transact. It's 5000 a day limit, $28,000 a month. And you can ramp in USD straight through straight through Transact and get zero fee, so it's even better than than Cato. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Check I that out. Some, it's in some... in the Anchor app. If you click Buy USD, there's a link to Transact right there. But you have to use that link to get the zero fees. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I know sometimes like my credit card, if I went to go buy some some stuff, it sometimes gives you a, a weird. Uh, you know, some weird errors because your credit card doesn't allow it. But Cato, I've had no problem with my debit card from Cato. Uh, and like I said, it's always a flat like $2 fee, which is nice. And it, it usually arrives within like seconds of you confirming your transaction. You do have to KYC, but then I literally just dump that in osmosis and, you know, go buy my Akash or go buy my, you know, Osmo or whatever. So yeah, that's all, yeah, that, yeah, that's awesome. We had we had the Loop Finance guys um, on a couple, two, three weeks ago, and they were talking about that. But yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's awesome that you can just have that optionality where you don't have to. Because that's the thing about crypto, we need to make it simpler for just like an. I always, you know, I hate to say the word boomer, but for boomers that have money and want to get involved and they don't want to have to buy stuff on crypto.com or, um, you know, Coinbase, and then they have to send it from there over to Osmosis, and they need they need a different wallet and all this other stuff. We just need to be able to just, boom, click a button, you upload your UST, and then that's do whatever after that. So, yeah, that's that's big. 
And um, yeah, well, well, it looks like we have Akash Alytics. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's Max from uh, Akash Alytics. I just want to jump in real quick because uh, uh, I, I heard you mention us uh, earlier, sh uh, shilling our validator node. Thanks, uh, thanks for that. Cool. And um, yeah, we're pretty excited as well for, for everything happening for Akash. Uh, we're building the basically the only one that deployed tool available right, right now. And um, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and, and thank and saying thank you to you. Oh, my pleasure, man. Like, I, yeah, I mean, Greg already kind of showed you guys a little bit about how you guys are helping them. I mean, so like that's the thing about me is I support, you know, the, the not that I don't think all validators have a point, but I personally am only going to delegate to ones that I can see that bring true value and utility to IBC, whether it's just helping out that particular chain uh, grow with with analytics or whatever they're doing, or if they're, you know, they're they're a validator that's doing building up the you know ibc with um relayers and uh people that bring value whether it's hosting shows or you know just getting eyes on on the prize so to speak so yeah i appreciate that so if you while you're on the stage i mean what made you what's your background that made you like pursue akash as like being a validator and then doing what you're doing for them uh, good question. Well, first of all, uh, I'm a software engineer. I've been working in the tech industry for uh, almost eight years now, so I, I'm fairly advanced. And um, I discovered Akash um, basically one year ago when they launched um, the mainnet. And um, so I, I, I immediately tried to deploy a Docker container to it, and it was a was a little bit painful because at the, at the start there was just a CLI and the documentation was not that great. It was just starting, so everything was new. And uh, we just got the idea one uh, me me with my friend to because uh, all the the data basically is on chain, so anyone can just query the RPC or the API nodes to get the data about the deployments, the leases and the providers and we just uh, decided to do that as a side project because i was working full-time uh, at an, another job earlier and <clears throat> we just uh, kicked things off with that uh, and then after that uh, during the summer of 2021 there was the, the hackathon that they hosted to build a deploy tool and just uh, out of a coincidence we like already started the project before the hackathon, so it's just uh, okay. We might as well uh, jump in the hackathon and probably win it. We we basically we won it because uh, we worked so hard on it. We worked like uh, five hundred hours uh, part time just to build the deploy tool. And <clears throat> one one particularity about our deploy tool is that uh, we don't use the CLI behind the scenes. We just uh, built all the custom code in javascript to um, interact with the network so and then after winning the hackathon um i applied for being a validator and uh, greg and buzz were super excited about it and um they started also the developer grant program for anyone wanted to starting a, a project on a cache and then uh, we uh, we got funded through the community pool through that uh, developer program and i quit my job 
at uh, my software engineering job engineering job at uh, December ex uh, approximately and uh, since then I've been uh, <clears throat> working full time on a cache edX building all the tools that uh, we plan on being on building it's going to be uh, a game changer thanks for sharing man that's awesome yeah it's always in, I always like uh, hearing stories where someone has the uh, flexibility or the optionality to quit their in real life job to just pursue crypto and technically i get to work from home as a tax accountant so i still kind of maintain both which right now it's kind of a pain in the ass because it's tax season but like if tomorrow yeah. my, my job was like hey you got to come back to the office i would i would quit instantly i would be like no nah, can't do it because just what i've been building and the, the just the even if it was technically I was make I wasn't making more money in crypto, I would still want to do that because it's like fun, it's a passion. I get to meet people. Like these spaces are amazing. And I really wouldn't get to do any of this stuff if uh, you know, I had to go to the office and I'd be in the office like nine, ten hours a day. And then by the time I get home, it's another hour of commuting. It's like, what do I have any time for this? No. So it's just always cool that people have that option. So like if you're out there listening and you're thinking about doing it, you know, make sure you have like a decent backing before you just like leap into it. That's what I would advise, you know, and then like I could do it right now and just be done and just do crypto, but I still keep it because it's kind of, it's nice to be able to have that option where I have my, my bills paid for just by fiat and then I could just invest and just keep investing and all that. But yeah. So for people out there, because I get that question a lot of times too about like making the leap into just crypto only, you know. I got something on that one. This is actually what I wanted to share with you. I, I sent you a DM, but I know you're busy in this space. So um, if it's all right with you, I wanted to share with people um, some alpha and it's a leverage tactic that you can use. Uh, and it's not using a crypto asset, it's a legacy system tactic. But if you're okay with it, I'd like to share it with folks, especially since we're starting to wind down in here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So uh, as uh, many of you know that are in, you know, uh, Akash or in the Cosmos ecosystem, Osmosis, all that, you know, you got pretty high staking rewards across the board for a lot of these projects and assets. So what you do is, is you find any, any uh, credit card you have, they always give out offers to do balance transfers, right? Well, when you do a balance transfer, you can request that the money be sent to your bank account to pay off like a bill that wouldn't be to an additional creditor. And so what I did originally when I put this whole thing together and theory crafted it out was I had tested it. This one was when Osmosis was staking rewarded at I think like 108% still. So it's it's ticked back, which is normal. Um, but what you do is you I, I made the request for five grand and it is a 3% fee. So that was, uh, I think, uh, 150 bucks at the time. Um, and then you make that request. They send you, you know, the fiat goes into your bank account. You can use that to purchase whatever the asset you, you want. But again, this is a way to do this with zero. Uh, there's 0% chance you'll get liquidated, like with all these other lending platforms that are out there. So basically, you take that money, you stake it in there. And normally those offers give you 16 or so months with 0% uh, APR that you have to pay back. So as long as, if you can map it out with the percentage of whatever it is, and let's say you go to 12 months, you pull your investment out, pay it off, and you're essentially not paying 
any money to leverage that. And you're, I, I, I turned 5k into 15 in like four months. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, um, I, I don't remember what show it was. I, I spoke about that. It was one of my first shows ever. Oh, and, cool. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a good strategy. Uh, not- well, it's, it's good for people that like, um, in my opinion, want to take the jump, but don't, you know, like it, again, if you do your own research, like I always say on my channel, you know, make sure you research everything you're looking into, but it's a good way to be able to come in with a decent sizable investment. If you're a little too worried or you're a little tight on money, like currently always, you know, do your own research and, you know, any investment can go to zero, but osmosis specifically has, it hasn't been trading like under $8 in, in months and months now, even despite the crypto pullback. So yeah and then um to add to that is you know worst case scenario you you have to pay a little bit of interest on your loan so to speak it's not a big deal right but yeah but unlike the DeFi products they're not going to just liquidate you because you exceeded a certain threshold which is nice exactly yeah thanks for sharing that yeah i I don't really talk about that all the time but yeah it's been a long time since i mentioned that it's definitely it's definitely a, a tool that you can have out there if you're listening you know, if you're younger and you're like, <laughs> I'm going to take out a loan, a credit card, I mean, you can do it, you know, it's, it's definitely an option out there. I'm not saying to, you have to do that, but you know, if you have a line of credit and you're like, look, I just want to make some money because I need some bills to be paid. And you're like, you want to do that? Go ahead. It's for sure. It's an option. So who, somebody else just raised their hand. Let me see. I'm just going to say I'm going to jump off. So uh, thanks for inviting me. It was a great conversation. Can yeah, man. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by. It was kind of like was un, unplanned. And we had quite a few good questions about Akash. And I know Greg, you know, is really good. And you guys are good. So I just figured out, oh, shoot him an at. And you guys stopped by. And that's pretty cool that you guys did that on your, on your you know, your off Sunday, so to speak. So appreciate that. For sure. You're going to hear a lot about us in the future if you like yeah, it. Well, yeah. I'm, hit me up either dms or on a uh, telegram and then we could talk because yeah i, I want to help you guys out anyways and get you guys some exposure if i can and you know if there's something we can help each other out with I, like i said i i don't really like i get people that are validators that like hit me up and they want me to do stuff and i only really choose the ones that like i feel like are adding real value and it's not to say i'm right about that but i don't really have time but i would definitely wouldn't mind helping you guys out so Sure. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for stopping stopping by. Have a good night. Good day. Take care. All right, Tricky. Looks like you're back finally. What happened? You get rugged? Yeah, dude, got rugged hard. Um, uh, Yeah, just got rugged hard. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on wood. This was actually like the first space that I've been involved with where we didn't get that, like, uh, that glitch, the speaker glitch where you just go silent and the community could still hear the people that are listening, but speaker to speaker, you can't hear one another, which makes it quite difficult. That happened not one time. The robot glitch is gone too, which was good. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like still a little shaky, but like this last week, week, week and a half has been better than the last month for sure. It was like constant rugs. Yeah, it was so, it was, it, yeah, it, it would be so, yeah, it would be so annoying. Like, I'd ask, you know, I'd have someone come up, a, a, you know, a dev or whomever was on, and then we're like talking, and then it just like cuts out, or they're like, hey, I can't hear you. And then we're sitting there playing around. And it's like, man, I don't got time for this. Like, I'm trying to, but everyone else could hear. So they're probably like, what's going on over there? Like, I could hear everything. <laughs> it's kind of funny. 
But um, I just want to yeah. give a shout out to everyone in here. And I truly mean it. Like, if you're just listening in and you're just like, I don't ever want to talk, that's fine. Just you can DM me. And I, I usually try to answer the questions. Like, I actually have one right now. Someone wanted to know why it seems that smart money and VC funds, such as BlackRock, Black, excuse me, BlackRock, are piling money into centralized projects like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and AVAX and not projects like Cosmos. Well, in my personal opinion, they're all, it's, I call it the banking cartel. So a lot of the bankers, you know, they do each other's favors. And Ethereum is such a banker's coin. Like there's so much money from like JP Morgan and just like bankers. And that's why like they weren't considered a security, but like XRP was, is they're just, they're just all in cahoots with one another. I mean, you can look and see the people that came from the SEC and back and forth with like the Ethereum foundation. They're all in cahoots with one another. So, yeah, that's that's why a lot of banking money stems that way because they have more control of what's going on. And those entities that you just mentioned, I don't know if you're still listening or not, but they're, I wouldn't say Bitcoin, but Ethereum and AVAX are more centralized as in the way that um, there's a lot so of... Solana is more than AVAX. But yeah. yeah, but but whenever you have like a lot of VC money and some of the projects, I'm not going to name, but in IBC that are a little bit, I call them OGs, you know, that was the way back then in like 2017 and stuff like that. You you started up and you got all, mainly all your funding was just from VCs because the people that are building and spending 15 hours a day, they want to get paid. They got bills to pay. They have families. So they, they needed money to, to raise. And I do think over time, and Osmosis is the first one to actually do it. Where if you're a v, if you're a uh, developer, where you can basically reach out through governance and ask, you know, the Osmosis community, like, hey, we we have this cool product, we want to start up, you know, can we get a loan for one million dollars from the Osmo pool, and then we'll repay it back, and and we'll also provide um, liquidity, and we'll, you know, look, basically list on there, and we'll find our price point through a liquidity bootstrapping pool. And I think that's going to be more prevalent over time. Not saying that we're not going to have centralization. I'm not a person, a comparison, um, excuse me, I'm not a person that completely agrees with 100% decentralization. There does need to be a little bit of centralization, as crazy that may seem. You do need a little, but the way that Web2 is, is just so out of control. It's barbaric. It's just, uh, yeah, we need decentralization. And I think cosmos is if you want to give it a metaphor it's like the wild wild west so it's like a world you know people came over to america and they had no clue it was out on the west coast you know you came in on the east coast and they just went out and um you know there was bandits along the way and there was a lot of um, turbulence so to speak i think that's kind of how cosmos is so like as a vc fund you can probably look at Cosmos as like uncertain, like not the technology, but they don't have any control of what they what you can and can't do. So that's probably why if I had to give you an educated guess, why they kind of stay away. But Cosmos is is growing. The whole ecosystem is growing. It's actually a working product and it's the future of ways that blockchains are going to communicate to one another. So they do see that value. And you could look at a lot of these um, venture capitalist firms and um people that are in crypto they do own positions and and like you can look i forget i just read this article it, they're supposed to be like professionals and all of them had positions in ethereum and bitcoin pretty much all of them but like 
a third, almost two thirds of the people had a position in Osmo. And then like another, like, I wouldn't say two thirds, but a solid third of them had positions in Adam. So that kind of shows you like they do they're they know, like they're like, yeah, this is legit. And May we're doing a block works event down in Florida. And it's mainly going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, mainly Ethereum based, but osmosis, we're going to have a, um, booth like kind of front and center so it is a, and, and do kwan's going to be speaking there and sonny's going to be speaking there so i mean it's it's obvious that if you're in crypto you know what osmosis and luna is like you could, you'd have to be just you know blind not to know what those are by now whether you have exposure to it is is one thing but everyone knows what it is i mean it's not going anywhere it's just gonna it's gonna be here to last so that's what i would say about that and then we have chaotic beauty Go ahead. Just accept as your request. Probably get another 15 and then we're going to wrap it up. It's, I need to eat. I don't want to be getting hangry on show here. Dude, I'm getting so hungry too. Talking about I'm like getting I didn't really eat all as we speak. I'm going to jump, up? gentlemen. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Zeus. Appreciate Likewise. you. All right. Bye, yo. Take care. What's up, Chaotic? Yo, bros. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I wanted to come up because I wanted to give some news. I, uh, I spoke with the D work team and, uh, I've been working really hard on this, but like trying to get some, you know, some kind of cosmos bounty integration plat like tool or platform, uh, with the DAO. And I got the D work team to kind of, you know, work alongside of us to try to get some like cosmos bounties and, and you know, wallet integrations, uh, on D work and one other EVM chain, but like, so far, it's looking really good. Um, I just, you know, love the support because uh, the, you know, the team, they have to spend. Uh, I, I'm basically like, I can't pay them anything. Uh, but like, if they know that the communities are there to like make the work happen, like for the, you know, for the projects and the and the channels that you guys are all a part of, uh, they just need to see that like the cosmos people the whole eco anybody really just is supportive of making bounties online uh and then we and then we land the deal basically so i just wanted to put that out there yeah man thanks for sharing that so like for people out there that's that don't know what a bounty is it's it's like a reward you know think of a bounty as a bounty like hey we need this task to be done does anyone want to get involved i mean i i we do that i help out with the chihuahua doll and we do that, like if we need something that needs to be done and we just don't have the bandwidth or we just want to help out the community, we'll offer something, say, hey, we need this to be done or can someone do this? And then, you know, they'll reach out and then they'll just do it and then you get rewarded for doing it. It's like, it's like a big, it's in, in real life, it's almost like being an independent contractor, like a 1099. You know, you just do a job and then that's it, basically. So it's kind of what a bounty is, just for those out there that don't understand what a bounty might be. But yeah, um, so I just wanted to say I appreciate everyone stopping by. It's been a really good show. I usually obviously don't go this long, but I am at the point where felt bad for just ending it because there was a lot of people in here, a lot of questions, a lot of good juice, good mojo. So, um, you know, I didn't end it, but I do I do need to eat. I am starving. I, I woke up at about three hours before the show, and I think I didn't eat, haven't eat, really even eaten anything yet. I had a shake, and that's about it. Hoss needs to eat. I get my grub on, man. I can eat a lot of food. I'm starting to get a headache because I need to go pound about five things of food right now. 
but um yeah man it's been awesome you know if anyone ever has any questions please 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 i there's no stupid questions i love answering questions whether whether it's a it's a really simplistic tutorial you don't know what you're doing or whether it's something high tech that maybe i don't even know high level but i'll get the answer for you so i do know quite a few people in this space so i appreciate everyone stopping by um hope to see you guys any questions ever just hit me up thanks for stopping by everyone take care have a good sunday Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part space, Financial Instruments in Cosmos, B. Adam, Inc., Sienna, Len Plus, and more. Recorded on Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join Join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons always sneaky never seen them if i'm breathing i'm reading i'm not even being conceited i need to see for myself if you think that i'm believing it's the season of reason y'all be seizing the research i'm receiving the meaning that shit's called teamwork it's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is but it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves 
The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terrorist spaces. <laughs>